the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Man has been rebelling against God, rebelling against God, and trying to throw off God's control, trying to throw off God's authority, putting God out. And it's all, it's all going to come to a head with this final showdown, this final battle. And that's what he's describing here, where God is saying, all right, let, let's do this. You want to fight? Get your army together. And we're going we're gonna to deal with this once and for all. We're going to settle this thing. There are situations where you're not looking for a fight. But if someone breaks into your home looking to hurt your family, there's no question that you're going to fight and maybe even kill someone in self-defense. Well, today, Pastor Dan's teaching is an interesting one, where it's talking about God being in this position where he's going to fight the enemy. He's defending his people, and he's not going to cower and let the enemy take over. He's going to say, bring it on. I'm ready for the fight. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. The last days, listen, the last days, and we're living in the last days. Uh, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2 says, the last days began when Jesus Christ came. Right? So we're in the last days according to scriptures. Since Jesus came, we've been in the last days. So we're way down the line now. We're way, we're in the last of the last days at this point. But the last days are characterized by a sifting a dividing, a separating, as we see here in Matthew 25. A separating between true believers and false believers, sheep and goats. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. Paul said, there will be the falling away from the faith. The falling away. The falling away from the true faith. And it's talking about a specific Event. There, there's always been a falling away. There's always been people that have turned away from true doctrine. But Paul talks about a specific event in the last days, the falling away. When you're going to have some kind of large, a great falling away from the true faith. So then you'll have a, a division between those who continue in the true faith and those who fall away from the true faith. There's a separating that's going to happen. Uh, Second Timothy chapter four, verse three, Paul says for a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching or sound doctrine. They will follow their own desires and they will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. 
So, so there will be a separating between those who endure sound doctrine and those who do not endure sound doctrine. Those who endure sound doctrine and those who reject the truth and instead believe myths. Myths are made up things <laughs> that just aren't even true and aren't, aren't rooted or grounded in any kind of truth. And, and here in Matthew 25 and back in Joel chapter 3, we're told that during the tribulation, there will also be a separating over Israel and the Jewish people. That's going to be another line of division. That's going to be another dividing line. Now we already see, listen, we already see this division happening in the world. There are many nations that are against Israel. Many nations that are against the Jewish people. There are nations, in fact, that want to see Israel destroyed and driven out of the land of Israel and into the sea. There's many companies and organizations that are boycotting Israel right now. Uh, Maybe maybe you've heard of the BDS movement. Uh, BDS stands for Boycott, Divestment, and Sanctions Against Israel and Israeli-owned companies. Uh, Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. Boycotting Israel. There are even many churches and, and whole denominations that are boycotting Israel, that have BDS policies as part of their official position of the denomination. And this, this is all a foreshadowing of the tribulation period. That is to come. Just as Joel could look at this plague of locusts that devastated Israel and say, this is just like what's going to happen in the day of the Lord. We can look at what's happening right now with anti-Semitism and the turning against Israel. And we can see how this is just a foreshadowing of the tribulation period. Israel is already becoming a dividing line, even in the church. Even in the church. Again, like Joel, we want to look at the world through the lens of Scripture. What, the, what does Scripture say? Jesus will judge the nations based on their treatment of the Jewish people during the tribulation period. Now go back to Joel chapter 3. He says he's going to bring them into judgment on account of my people, my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations. They have also divided up my land. So during the tribulation, the Jewish people will be scattered among the nations. They'll be driven out of their land and the land will be divided. You hear a lot of, a lot of talk about the dividing of Israel today, don't you? The two state solution, uh, giving the Golan Heights back to Syria, dividing Jerusalem between East and West Jerusalem. It's all a foreshadowing of the tribulation. When you hear those things in the news, when you Read those things online. You, you should think of, well, th- this is what's going to happen during the tribulation period. That's where this is all heading. That's where this is all going. It's all a foreshadowing. And notice what God says here. He says, the Jews are my people. And the land of Israel is my land. The people are God's and the land is God's. And God has given that land 
the land of Israel. He has given it to the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in an everlasting covenant, he said. How long is an everlasting covenant for? It's everlasting. It's forever. Now, by opposing the Jewish people and dividing the land of Israel, the world will pick a fight with God. Because those are his people. And that's his land. This reminds me of when Jesus appeared to Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus. Remember that? And Saul was persecuting the church. And Jesus appeared to him and said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He didn't say, why are you persecuting my church? He said, why are you persecuting me? And here God says, these are my people. This is my land. The world will, you know, poke God in the eye with the way they treat the Jewish people in the land of Israel. He says, they have cast lots for my people, have given a boy as payment for a harlot uh, and sold a girl for wine that they may drink. Again, this is talking about the tribulation period. During the tribulation, the Jewish people will once again be sold into slavery. And the world will, will, you know, will not value Jewish life at all, selling a girl for wine. It's shocking how little value people can put on human life. Counted as nothing. It's, it's God that gives value to people. The Bible says that we are created in God's image. That, that makes us valuable. The Bible says that Jesus Christ died for us. He died for the whole world. Demonstrating our worth to God. But in the tribulation period, this is a time when the world has rejected God and rejected God's word and rejected God's standard. And so human life is devalued. You see that in any society where God's word is rejected or unknown. Human life is devalued. Look at verse four. Indeed, what have you to do with me? You know, this is God. They, They have provoked God to wrath. Or they will provoke God to wrath in the tribulation. But now God's saying, you know, like, getting in their face confrontationally here. You know, what, what, what have you to do with me? You know? He goes on, verse 4. Indeed, what have you to do with me, O Tyre and Sidon and all the coasts of Philistia? Will you retaliate against me? But if you retaliate against me swiftly and speedily, I will return your retaliation upon your own head. Because you have taken my silver and my gold and have carried into your temples my prized possessions. Throughout history, the nation of Israel was plundered and plundered by other nations. The Jewish people were plundered. The Babylonians carried away the gold of the temple. Uh, The Romans did the same thing. They carried away the gold of the temple and the furniture of the temple. Uh, Under General Titus, uh, the Roman general, uh, he, he carried it all the way back to Rome and the arch of Titus in Rome today depicts, you know, the spoils of war that he took from the temple in Jerusalem. Here God says, you've taken my, it's my silver. It was my gold you took, my prized possessions. Also, the people of Judah and the people of Jerusalem, you've sold to the Greeks that you may remove them far from their borders. Again, there's, there's nations, there's groups that want to do the same thing today. They sold them into slavery, removed them from the land. The, Romans, the Roman army, when they conquered and came through uh, Israel, they took every, every Jewish boy and girl under the age of 17 and sold them into slavery. 
Uh, some, some they sent to arenas throughout the Roman Empire to feed them to the lions for entertainment for the Roman people. Uh, they kept the tallest and the strongest Jewish people to parade them in the city of Rome uh, as part of Titus's triumphal parade after conquering Israel. They changed the, they changed the, it was the Romans who changed the name of the land of Israel to, to the Philistine land, Philistia, or Palestine, as an insult to the Jewish people, to just try to erase the history of the Jewish people. The name Palestine comes from the Romans. Palestinian. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. So verse 7, Now behold, I will raise them out of the place which you have sold them and will turn your retaliation upon your own head. I will sell your sons and your daughters into the hand of the people of Judah, and they will sell them to the Sabians, to a people far off, for the Lord has spoken." You know, and and the law, God says that you should give an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, meaning the punishment should be equal to the crime or the punishment should fit the crime. And that's what he's describing here. This is this punishment fits the crime. This is what they did to Judah. This is what God's going to do to them. Proclaim this among the nations. Look at verse nine. Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. This is referring to the battle of Armageddon that will take place at the very end of the tribulation period. And God, God says to the nations of the world, you know, uh, you want to fight against me? All right, then let's fight. Prepare for war. You want to rebel against me? You, you, want, to, you want to throw off my authority? All right. Let's have at it. You get together the best army you can and come up and fight me and we'll just settle this once and for all. That's the battle of Armageddon. That's the battle of Armageddon. He says, beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. Bring every able-bodied person to fight. Bring every weapon you can come up with. Beat your plowshares into swords, your pruning hooks into spears and bring it on. You want to fight against me? Let's fight. And we're going to settle this. Now, if you're a note taker during the kingdom age, Isaiah chapter two, the kingdom age that will follow this battle, the battle of Armageddon, the Lord tells people to beat their swords into plowshares. He tells them the opposite. During the kingdom age, weapons will not be needed because there'll be no more war. Only peace, because the Prince of Peace will be ruling as King of Kings and Lord of Lords over all the earth. Now, turn with me over to Psalm chapter 2. 
Psalm chapter 2. Psalm chapter 2, verse 1. This, this is describing, this is describing, really it's describing all of human history, but it culminates with the battle of Armageddon. Psalm 2, verse 1. Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. The the anointed of the Lord is Jesus Christ saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. This is what the kings of the earth and the rulers take counsel together about. They take counsel against the Lord, against his anointed Jesus Christ, saying, you know, let us break the bonds, break their bonds in pieces, cast away their cords from us. How do we we break God's control over the world? How do we get rid of God's control? So that we can be in charge, free from God's rule over us. Now look at verse four. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall just hold them in derision. Here are the governments of the world, the leaders of the world, plotting and planning. How do we get rid of God's control over man? How do we get rid of God's control? And they come up with their plans and they come up with their schemes. God just laughs. Don't worry about what's going on. Yeah, it seems scary. It's a little unsettling. But God's in heaven laughing. And look what it says. The Lord shall hold them in derision. You know, like, it, like nothing's going to work. Nothing's going to make sense for them. So go back now to Joel chapter 3. And here in Joel 3, again, now it's all going to come to its climax here. All of human history. Man's struggle to throw off the cords of God and the control of God over the world. And now it comes to this point where it's going to come to one last showdown here. Verse 11, Joel 3, verse 11. Assemble, God speaking to the nations. Assemble and come, all you nations, and gather together all around the armies of the world. God says, come on. Gather together, all the nations, and they're going to assemble at Armageddon. Revelation 16 tells us that. They assemble all the armies of the world to go to battle against God and against God's people at a place called Armageddon. Literally, it means the hill of Megiddo, which is in the Jezreel Valley in the northern part of Israel. Uh, and, and Armageddon is really kind of like a staging place for the armies of the Antichrist and the armies of the nations of the world. Kind of like how England was a staging place for the D-Day invasion. And here now, all the, are the armies of the nations of the world are going to gather together at the Valley of Armageddon, the Jezreel Valley, at the hill of Megiddo. Now, why is this significant? I'll tell you why. In the ancient times... Megiddo was the most strategically valuable city in all of the ancient Middle East because of its location. It was said conquering the city of Megiddo was like conquering a thousand cities. 
Whoever controlled Megiddo in the ancient world, listen, whoever controlled Megiddo in the ancient world controlled the world. It was that strategic. So if you controlled Megiddo, you controlled the world. And so it's fitting that the last battle will take place at Megiddo, at Armageddon. Because the final battle will be for control of the world. Who's going to be in control? Will God be in control? Or will man be in control? And it's been moving this direction where man has been rebelling against God, rebelling against God, and trying to throw off God's control, trying to throw off God's authority, putting God out. And it's all, it's all going to come to a head with this final showdown. This final battle. And that's what he's describing here. Where God is saying, all right, let's do this. You want to fight? Get your army together. And we're going we're gonna to deal with this once and for all. We're going to settle this thing. Look at the end of verse 11. As the armies of the world gather at Armageddon, God's people pray, cause your mighty ones to go down there, O Lord. And it's at the battle of Armageddon when all of these armies are converging to go to war against God and go to war against God's people and lay siege to Jerusalem that Jesus will come down from heaven with his people who are with him in heaven. That will include us. That's going to include you and me if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. We're the mighty ones who will come down out of heaven with the Lord. You might not feel too mighty. That's okay. Because Jesus is leading the charge here. Uh, Revelation chapter 19, verses 11 to 16. I'll just read it to you. Revelation 19, verses 11 to 16. Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood. And his name is called the word of God and the armies in heaven. That's us. We're in heaven. The armies in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. If you've never ridden a horse, that's okay. You're going to be in your glorified body at this point. You'll handle it. Now out of his mouth, listen, out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it, he should strike the nations. Jesus. White horse, robe dipped in blood, riding out of heaven. Armies of heaven are riding behind him. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword. He's going to strike the nations down with just a word. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written king of kings And Lord of Lords. Again, verse 11. Cause your mighty ones to go down there, O Lord. Look, all the armies of the world, they're assembling at Armageddon. Go down there and do something. Jude 1.14. Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints. That's us. To execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have committed in an ungodly way, and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. 
He's going to come and he's going to deal with all the ungodliness that's in this world. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Currently, Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Joel, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. After reading some of the passages in Joel, you might think he just stepped out of a horror movie. The images that come to mind are in some ways hard to visualize, but also sound really horrible. It's not something you want to be around for, and that's part of the purpose of this book. It's sent as a warning of what's to come. Many people may think that God's cruel and unfair for even enacting these type of events, but the truth is, God's giving a fair warning that He wants people to turn from their wicked ways and turn to Him for salvation. When people willfully reject His saving grace, consequences are bound to come. Do you understand what this saving grace means? If not, would you call us and get some more clarity on God's salvation? Our number is 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. We'd be happy to talk to you about this life-altering decision that will ultimately rescue you from the things talked about in the book of Joel. If you'd prefer to research what saving grace means on your own, Go to calvaryec.com and find out what we believe the Bible says under the About tab. You can email us too. Once again, that website is calvaryec.com. Join us for another edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.